0: Transient Mike. 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 Four track series. All right, welcome again to the transient Mike Four track series. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. I'm so glad to be here again. It feels like uh, spring is here in Austin, Texas. We're kind of in the swing of South by Southwest, uh, and we're having in our studio today. We have Mark Garza, who's got a solo project that he's been. Uh, working on for some years. It's called The Escapade. So welcome to the studio, man.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, I know that you and Jeremy had a chance to lay it down in the studio, and we're going to play that song very, very soon here. But tell me how you guys met. I know that you were coming from the Valley, right?
1: Yeah, I'm coming from the Valley, South Texas. It's about five hours south of Austin. And I met Jeremy at work. That's the reason why I moved to Austin, started a new job.
0: Jeremy worked there. And it was love at first sight. That's always a good thing, man, <laughs> right? But if, for coming from the Valley, you already had your own gigs. You had everything going down there, right? It yeah, was all I've, set been, up for I've been
1: playing there for about, it's, it's been close to two years. I've been playing around the Valley. I would come up to Austin every now and then, played in Corpus and different places. But um, yeah, I've been, I had my own thing going for me down there. And I just decided to make this big move.
0: And, and you know let's talk about that scene a little bit because a lot of people don't think you say the valley you think the border Texas you're going to hear the Conjunto and all these things but it's not like that man there's all kinds of I mean oh. well primarily if you don't hear Conjunto you're going to hear Metallica you're going to hear oh, yeah. like, Iron Maiden but because I'm from Corpus Christi originally yeah. right? so we we know that there's there's those kinds of genres but what else is there what yeah are you guys- there's a
1: great music scene in the valley there's a mix of several different things you know you got a lot of punk punk rock there's a lot of uh there's a lot of metal. There's a pretty good metal scene down there. There's and there's a variety of different things. I mean, I I, I play blues, folk, rock, and I fit in pretty well because a lot of shows they do like mixed genres or they do, um, you know, like they don't really focus on just one genre the majority of the time. But you also can find a lot of those one genre shows like all punk rock or all metal. But there are several mixed ones, and you also have like a lot of experimental kind of you know prog rock and math rock, indie indie rock and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool stuff going down there, and it's getting a lot bigger.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, there's also some of that bo- – there's a border hybrid like like Colexico, right? There's that, that kind of stuff. I don't know if they do that there, but, you know, we have Brown out here and Grupo Fantasma. I mean, I, you can probably find those kind of things like that too.
1: Yeah, for sure. They're different scenes, but you can definitely find that kind of stuff down there as well.
0: Well, it, And when you collect – collectively, with the Rio Grande Valley, it's just a huge – piece of of, of, you know of of the land that occupies quite a big population crosses both borders so you can you can pretty much find anything you can do anything you can you know it's superfluous right you just back and forth and back and forth and I think that's pretty cool but at the same time it can be dangerous in that aspect in the sense that you don't know what you're going to get into sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah, that could be a possibility, and
1: but pretty safe the most of the time, you know? It's 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 my hometown, so I feel pretty safe, and I, I'm sure somebody coming from the outside might feel a little bit different about that, but it's definitely a great place. You know, I wouldn't say that there's so many things to do, like there are here in Austin down in the Valley, but it is a growing music scene. They do have a lot of, you know, shows going on every single week, uh, I got a lot of friends in the music scene, like on social media and everything like that. So I'm always seeing what's going on down there and it's just growing and growing.
0: Because of the hybridity of, of what's going on in the valley, kind of anything goes, right? I mean, yeah. there's there's just this, this feeling, this pulse that anything can happen. And that's pretty cool. Unlike Austin, you know, sometimes you have to travel to the east side to get that feeling where like, man, anything can happen tonight. You know, I, I, I like that. There's a, there's an element to that, to the blues and mm-hmm. rock that's that you have to have to make it Feel great, you know. I think yeah. I've always thought that way. I mean, that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, I
1: feel you. So, I like that word you use, hybridity.
0: And I don't, know if I'm using it right, right, but <laughs> nah, it, wor- it works. And we, all, we know what you're saying. But yeah, so so let's. Uh, we're gonna listen to the song, and it's called "If You Care to Love." And then we're gonna talk about uh, the creation of this song and how you guys put it together in the studio for us. For sure.
1: Nobody knows Wondering when my time will come Come and take me from your love Driving down 281 Thinking about the life I've lost Time will come. Come take us one by
0: one. If you can't love, you better show it. You better show. Okay, we're back if you care to love that was a a new track uh well, you hadn't recorded that before, right? That was no, yeah, track. it's a completely new song that and that was a birth of the four track series, and I really dig it, man. I think it's a really good mood piece that that feels like you're traveling and, yeah. and you you started off with that right? you're coming down two rolling down two eighty one or up two eighty one Tell me about how you guys put that together
1: well, me and Jeremy put it together with this cool four track you all got here, but me before hand putting it together it was real it just kind of came out in like less than 5 minutes it was one of those songs that you're just like not even in the mood to write you're not even thinking about writing and then it just comes to your head and then you write it down and then your song is done it literally happened like that like it wasn't one of those intentional things it just kind of like oh man Because I had been going through this kind of like deep thing and these feelings and all these emotions were bottled up and then it just kind of vomited this song out in like a few minutes and I just wrote it out. And I even came to the studio here with Jeremy and I even told him, dude, I'm going to record this song. It's brand new. I've only played it like once in my room with an acoustic guitar and it's not finished. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, "Let's do it, man."
0: That's good, and that's and that's what we that's what we encourage here is to definitely experiment, lay it down, and let's see what you got because that is that is a case of what happens when you're. I mean, sometimes they come that easy, right? I've read about that. It can it can come that easy, right? This song was written in five minutes, and then this song takes five weeks, five years. But you know, I, I'm glad that you guys chose that song, and I'm glad you had that excitedness to come in here and, and lay that down because I think I think it really expresses. Emotionally, there's something you can you can feel as there's something going on. Like you said, whether you care to share it with that personally or the listener gets to oh, yeah. fill in whatever they're going through personally, right? Yeah. But I feel that, you know? And then it's supported by by that Strat, some of the Strat licks in the bass, right? You played, that's a... That's yeah, a strat,
1: yeah. A. It's, it's a little American standard Strat. I play and Jeremy laid down some sweet bass tracks on top of it and it all just fell together. But yeah, I mean, I would love to share some of the, you know, personal meanings of that song to me and just see how I can reflect upon you all or other people that listen to it. And it it's real basic. And I know you're probably thinking like, oh man, like, of course it took you like five minutes to write that song. It's like three lines, you know, but... I really enjoy writing like really simple songs that mean a lot to me personally. Um, In this one in particular, I'm just I'm talking like in the chorus. I'm saying if you care to love, then you better show it. Um, If you care to take my hand, you better hold it. If you care to um, take my life, you know you better own it. And I'm kind of talking to three different people in this song, and I'm talking to you know my previous relationship. I'm talking to God which I kind of like, I felt way off track in my relationship with God from from the past that I used to go to church and all that stuff. And then I'm talking to like my future, you know, person that I'm going to meet one day. And I'm telling all three of those people, if you care to love, you know, you better show it. In my previous marriage, I didn't and I couldn't do that. And it ultimately, you know, ended in, you know, a divorce. Um, and, and to God and telling you, if you care to love, you better show it because I haven't seen it myself which is why I feel off track I'm telling my future wife because of all the stuff I've been through if you can't do that then you know there's probably a good chance it's not going to work out and then the other two lines kind of sum up the same way with each person you know and then I'm kind of talking in the verses about driving down the Texas roads because now that I live here in Austin I'm you know constantly going down to the valley where I'm from because I do have a daughter she's four years old and I'll go down every other weekend to be with her um, driving down the Texas roads, driving down 281, that's the road that takes you all the way down to the valley. And it's just every time I'm driving down those roads going home, you know, I'm just thinking all these things from the past and thinking about my future and thinking about the stuff I've lost and the stuff I'm going to gain. You know, it's just.
0: Well, I mean, without a doubt, that's the thing. And I thank you for sharing that because you, you can, you know, that in every sense of the word, it's spiritual. I can see that. I can hear yeah. that. It's, 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 it's a. Uh, the the chords that that are sustaining that and then even the use of the reverb which is which is really pretty magical i mean that you you know yeah i think that's what music is so good about i mean cuz any person who's listening to that who's in a similar situation can can groove to that and understand where you're coming from because those are those are some good lyrics and sometimes they can be that simple and that's all you need to do is just to, to help somebody through this moment i think that's what music is about it's, it's a language it's universal for sure so i, I like that and sh- share with me how you did that effect then i guess uh you had a, a pedal there and, and jeremy yeah, did... yeah
1: that was a pretty funny thing because jeremy we're gonna do the whole thing dry and i'm just like i'm so insecure about my voice i'm like dude i need reverb on my vocals and he's like all right man let me hook up my reverb and see if it works and we couldn't <laughs> get it going so then i was like what if you had some patch cables or something you can hook up my reverb pedal for my guitar it's actually a digitech uh polaris reverb uh i think it's polaris or polara uh reverb pedal and he was like oh shit like that might actually work so we tried it out so we hooked up the reverb pedal to the system here and ran it through the vocals and that's how we got that reverb from the vocals and sounded pretty sweet as well the reverb on my guitar is actually like the majority of it's coming from the twin reverb that i'm using so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no i like that that's the thing we just try to experiment make it work with it with again our, our analog soundboard yeah the reel to reel for sure so let, let's talk a little bit about what you're working on now i know that you have like i said i mentioned you have this project you call the escapade mm-hmm. and uh i think you released an ep under that is that right did you rec- record that in the valley yeah
1: i did i recorded all of the ep that you've heard i know you've probably listened to a few of the tracks i recorded it all in the valley on my cell phone using GarageBand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's like the cheapest thing I can think of to do, you know, just get a little iRig system and record because I don't use like a full drum set and this, all these bass licks and all this fancy stuff. I just do the guitar riffs, the singing and the bass and the drums are real solid and well, simple. Well, s- I'll
0: stop you there, because it, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't seen, and I've, seen, oh, yeah. I've visited, it's, there's a, a real comparison to the idea of, of Shaky Graves and what he do is, does and the way he plays and the picking that he does. It's, it's really, really, really similar. Yeah. But, and so that leads to the question, like, okay, are you really emulating what he does? Are you, are you being original with it? And, because uh, Jeremy and I had this discussion, because we're geeking out at the moment on a lot of <laughs> Mac DeMarco stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And, and uh, I, Jeremy's kind of like, I want to play some of that. I was like, well, play it, dude. It's, you know, jizz jazz. I mean, it's, it's like, did, it's did he, you know, is he inventing a, a genre with Shaky Grazer's doing, which is a sub, you know, sub-genre of Americana? Yeah. Does he own that exclusively? Or, you know, I like that sound. So if I hear more of it, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, you know? But, yeah. So what do you, what do you think about that?
1: I mean, I would say my sound, if you've seen me live, you would you would think a completely different thing because the, my recordings, but you but you live you
0: have a drum yeah bass I got, you, I got, you play I, with your foot and you play the snare just like Shaky Graves with another foot right yeah he play
1: he plays like a, a tambourine with his left foot and then he plays a drum with his right foot he does that like for his solo performances and stuff I got the motivation to do what I do from him, um, but. I didn't want to copy his sound exactly, you know, his his style and stuff, because that's him, that's just the way he does his thing. I know he, started, he came out with some new stuff that's completely different, and that's super cool, but um, it's his older stuff. Um, he had a very particular sound, but I wanted to harness that idea of, you know, playing by myself um, and trying to be as full-sounding as I could. So I didn't use a tambourine, I used a snare drum, and I used a full-size bass drum, and I'm doing it in front of me And I'm getting the, like, I'm slapping those things, like, as hard as I can to get, like, a real stomping sound. And I would say my sound is more of, like, a cross between, like, Shaky Craves meets, like, Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan or something.
0: Yeah, I mean... I, I can hear that. I mean, like you said, now that I didn't know that you recorded it on the iPhone, that's they, <laughs> yeah. That's another reason to get you back in the studio and play some of that for sure, and, and so that the listeners can get another sound because it's completely different, right? Yeah, it, yeah. And, and, but it still has that blues bass, still has some of that rock, like you're saying, and 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 it it and, and it really made you work on your guitar skills, right? Listen to Shaky Graves and some of those other influences. Definitely. I know one one time we talked, and you said you're. Your dad he used to spin a lot of Jimmy and who else? And you were just yeah. Gonna... He
1: used to listen to a lot of the CCR, the Doors, and all those different, you know, rock and roll bands from the '60s and everything like that. So I got a lot of influence from, you know, those sounds and those styles of playing and everything like that. Did he play say. too? No, actually, my dad did not play. My mom doesn't play any instruments. <clears throat> um, the only family that's kind of musically inclined is probably like a few of my uncles. They play. You know, guitar, keyboard, back in the day, but not so much anymore. You know, it's not really a, a thing in the family.
0: Well, you know, thinking about what we were saying, and we like—I I always like to drop names in terms of bands that I like to listen yeah. to because I mean, now, now you're being Latino Garza, I'm Garcia, yeah. right? I mean, you haven't mentioned Los Lobos, man, but when you throw that down, that's that's <laughs> some serious blues going back to L.A. But I maybe mean, I'm showing my age too. But I just—I feel like uh, how much of how much of uh, your Latino. Heritage, play some of that, if if any, I mean, Man, in what you're doing. it's
1: probably an embarrassment to the Latino heritage, but I don't really have much of an influence or never really listen to much Latino music or Mexican-American or any conjuntos or no, Norteño music or anything like that. I never really had that influence, I guess maybe because my family never really listened to that kind of music either. My dad was more like a rock and roll kind of guy. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah. That,
0: exactly. I mean, that, you don't. The, the answer is either or, right? That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, because I do hear that, that somebody maybe you should listen to is like Los Lobos, just because they did it so right. Los yeah, uh, and and, <laughs> and so so that's one thing that you know I really enjoy. Yeah, is sharing you know our passion for you. I mean, last time we were talking about uh, you know who was it Dire Straits? How I was liking that, and you we we got to play some of that and share yeah, that yeah. with you. So you know that's that's kind of the other point of the show is just for us to. To drop references and then go go down the rabbit hole and spin it, you know? I feel yeah, and so that's cool man, yeah, uh so yeah, tell me you know when you you got it, when did you arrive here? when did you get here? you said like in october oh, in october
1: last this past October,
0: so and you'd been here a couple of times for some shows, but can you what do you see going on in Austin with a fresh perspective and like the the differences between what you were where you were and, what, and where you're at now
1: man Well, where I was, I was a lot more motivated and running with it before when I lived in the valley, I was always trying to get gigs in austin trying to go to austin i i probably played about six or seven shows in austin in the two years that i have been with this project since i moved to austin i have played zero shows <laughs> like one open mic and like one um show i wouldn't even call it a show but i played like a voodoo donut you know just played at like nine to twelve you
0: played carousel lounge
1: or yeah. i played carousel lounge but, i would know but you're sort of was,
0: like in a reset right now that was yeah, yeah that's, the other and that's, thing that's what i was gonna
1: sure. awesome get to like I'm kind of just refreshing myself a little bit. You know, I went pretty hard for two years in the Valley trying to play as much as I can. I, I
0: say I play over 100 gigs. And what was the response like? I mean, were you getting lots of people to come or were you yeah, building a, mean, a base? Or?
1: I wouldn't say like, oh, I'll play a show and I have this huge crowd. But there is, there is always a crowd. And whenever I would play, I say that I would make a good impression. It was a really fun time. A lot of people enjoyed my performance and I would get gigs Even like with a city and stuff like that, to play like at city events and stuff like the festivals and McAllen. I played at Palm Fest for two years in a row. I played at different like art walks and stuff like that. But aside from that, you know, playing in the bars and stuff, it's a lot of fun. Everybody always has a really good time, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I think I had a pretty good response there in the valley. So I'm kind of resetting here in Austin, getting comfortable. With the city and my living and everything like that, and then I'm gonna start, you know, really hitting it hard, trying to get gigs and playing as much as I can, the way I did in the Valley.
0: Well, good, man. Well, welcome to Austin. I mean, absolutely. I think that this is a place to do that, right? You yeah, know that. For it's, sure. It's changing a lot, though, and with all the tech stuff that's going on, you know, it's hard. It's hard to find that voice, hard to find the venues, but they happen, and that's a, that's what we're trying to do. Is with Transit Mike, we're trying to bring new talent up in the sense that you you're coming from the valley and we hope that you know you can garner new listeners and your new project so that the next thing you're thinking about working on is going to stray away from that shaky grave sound too or what do you think? I thinking? mean
1: uh i don't think so i'm think i want to give austin a taste of what i am first the way i did to the valley you know the, everyone in the ma- in the music scene in the valley knows my stuff and they know my style and i feel like i need to make that impression in austin too so once I make that impression, then I'll start experimenting with different sounds and different songs and music. But I feel like I got a good year or two in Austin to show what I've been showing the Valley. So it's going to be another two years of blues, rock, and folk.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for your time today, man. It was good good hanging with you. And when we post this up, you know, we'll be sure to, to put some links down, you know, let people know where you're going to be playing. Yeah, And for sure. Uh, I also wanted to mention to the listeners here, we we are, you know, uh, now streaming on iTunes. We are also available on uh, Stitcher. So the podcast, you know, the more you listen, the bigger we get. And We really hope to to showcase new talent, like I said, with Mark Garza and others that are coming. in. so uh, stay tuned for other things, but uh, we're having fun. It is just so great to hang out at this little studio of ours. It's, it's actually an apartment studio, so a studio within a studio. studio. <laughs> apartment studio studio. studio studio, a studio, no, studio Thank studio. you all for
1: having me, man. It's a great time hanging out and talking about music and just recording some good songs, man. Absolutely. We're, it. And we're
0: going we're gonna to have you back I think do some more jams just so we can just showcase some more for sure and, and, and this is a, this is a spot to, to even try new things and that's what we're encouraging so let's let's get out there and do it and thanks again uh, for hanging out with us man thank you If You Care to Love was written and performed by The Escapade at our studio in Austin, Texas this podcast was produced by Transient Mike performance audio engineer Jeremy Fowler podcast audio and editing Kyle Tom Chesson the four-track series was live-tracked on a quarter-inch reel-to-reel Tascam 44 tape machine using a vintage Tascam M35 soundboard donated by the family of Mike McCormick. For more information on our nonprofit organization, go to transientmike.org or click on the link below. If you would like to be a sponsor, feel free to contact us at info at I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. Thank you for listening. Get
1: yourself a tape machine, you moron.